I mean, you know. This is literally it. Like, every time we record, it's just like, uh, absolute gibberish for about half an hour. Yeah. And then we're like, oh shit, we were supposed to be recording. <laughs> Guys, this is, this is feeling surreal. I'm on, I'm on the final draft. This is I know. like... You better believe it, mate. <laughs> yeah, this is great. I'm on one of my favourite podcasts. Here we go. Big leagues. Oh man, I'm sweating. I'm... Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the big leagues. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Did you, did I, oh, I, t- I told um, the guy we were sat next to, I won't name him. He knows who he is in the cinema. But Alex, I didn't tell you because he didn't want to get everyone uh, laughing in the middle of the cinema. You remember when I went to the bathroom, right? You won't remember it, obviously, because you didn't follow me to the bathroom. I wasn't. When I left. Yeah. No, right. So I went in and there's a fella on the door like, who works there. And I'm like, what's happening here? So I walk in and there's another fella stood in the corridor. And I, I hear like this shouting about, and I turn the corner and there's this fella here who's, I don't know what he's watched, but he's decided to get sloshed beyond belief. And he's got like his trousers down, like, you know, at the urinal, like basically trousers off doing his business and uh, and, and screaming and, and laughing. And oh. I was like, I looked in, he, the guy who stood in the corridor, he didn't pre-warn me or anything. <laughs> he just let me walk past, see all the whole thing. And yeah. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm all right. And I turn around and I walk straight back fucking out <laughs> and straight back. Uh, so to everyone else, it probably looked really weird that I just um, came back so quickly. But I yeah, I was like... Having a quickie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you're on the edge of your seat, um, the whole movie, having a pee. I was... Yeah. <laughs> I was just... It scared it out of me, to be honest. I don't know where it went. Um, I, I couldn't stop laughing. Well, the cinema... So the cinema we went to, I used to work at. I'm not mm. going to name it because oh, I don't cool. want to ex- expose. Um... And the toilets were just always a problem. There was just always a problem. And I remember one day we used to have like little earpieces in for like Ooh. the radio. And um, one day this guy I work with. Toilet talk. <laughs> this guy I work with was like, Gavin, uh, I've got a problem in the bathroom. And he's like, oh no, what? <laughs> he's like, there's a poo in there. <laughs> it's so massive. <laughs> Can you help me get rid of it? <laughs> As if you know exactly what to do. I really, I went past because I'm like taking the bins out, and he, our manager just like leans out the door and he's like gagging. He's like, oh, it's like King Kong's finger. <laughs> That's horrible. Oh there was just always something in there. You guys at, at Cinemas had earpieces? That like blows my mind. Yeah, it's probably it a big operation, mate. Oh man, this oh, is yeah, big time. A lot more professional over there than in New Zealand, man. We have King Kong-sized poos. Yeah, it's that important oof. to be, uh, have communication <laughs> going at all times. <laughs> Again, I can't, I can't name, I don't, I can't name the brand, but it's like a, it's like a big, like big popular, one. big, big brand cinema. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In England. Yeah. And yeah, the toilets are just always a problem. People, people bring their food in as well. That, that's the thing that really used to make me feel disgusted was mm. like, you'd find half-eaten popcorn bags in there and oh, like a subway yeah and like wrappers and all that shit and it's like you've been eating in there you you dirty dirty people just absolutely <laughs> disgusting <laughs> never work with the public just never do it no. if you can avoid yeah, yeah, yeah. it just don't, don't do time. it just don't do it it's not worth it <laughs> draft everyone it's a signature really isn't it theme tune will go there somewhere it's a very special episode second guest friend of the show from down under <laughs> uh it's <Josh> from <laughs> collectano everything podcast do you want hey to guys do you want to introduce Ooh, yeah good to be here a long time listener first time caller <laughs> um yeah this is this is great yeah i'm, I'm josh or jason drake um from new zealand um, I work in marketing and advertisement and I'm a massive film fan. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I just run a little podcast with a friend uh, called Colic Tony of Everything, as Alex said. But this is this is great. I'm a, a huge fan of Final Draft, so this is this is really cool to be it's here. Awesome. With you guys. No, I've been excited to have I you on for a while. That, now. I still find that weird. 
I, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, fans. I, I don't know. I don't ever, it's yeah, 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 we have some people who we have the regular listeners. You're definitely yeah. one of them. You've definitely supported the team <laughs> down in oh, New Zealand. We appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. We love our New Zealand, our New Zealand brothers and sisters. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> our pleasure. Awesome. Well, um, as always, our guests will bring a film or film-related topic of their choosing. Uh, you've chosen one of your favourite films. I understand. I saw you gave it five star on Letterbox. So. Yeah. This is highly anticipated. Ooh, it is. Tell us about it. There we go, guys. It's one of my favourite films. It's Predestination, directed by the mm-hmm. Spurig brothers, I think it's pronounced. But to be honest... Sounds by right. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, <laughs> I, um, I, just, I, I, I watched this movie in preparation again, and it was like a split second afterwards when I was just thinking to myself, why, why, why the heck did I choose this movie? Why did I choose a timey me <laughs> out there film instead of why didn't I just do Alien or The Thing or Alex's favourite The Joker, one that we can sink our teeth into? But this is yeah, I don't, predestination. Right, I don't, I don't dislike The Joker. I just it's not. <laughs> it's whatever. That's a separate episode. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, I'm actually quite glad that you chose this one because cool. um, I've been thinking about. Okay, I was listening to a podcast recently that was talking about time travel movies. And mm. while we're in kind of the mild spoilers, I don't want to... This is one of those ones where you just can't really say too much I know, about it. I know, I um, Without giving it all away. But basically, Ethan Hawke is this time-travelling secret agent. He's on a mission to find a bomber called a Fizzle Bomber. And he meets this man. Yeah. It's this whole <laughs> yeah, thing. He meets this man in a bar. They, they both have a, an interesting connection. And that's all I can really say while we're in the... <laughs> mild spoiler zone yeah. Um, but yeah I've been thinking about time travel movies and obviously on our last episode with Keenan we talked about Blade Runner and my love of sci-fi and time travel is one of those ones where as much as I love sci-fi time travel is one of those things where you know it's, it invites challenge I think it's very brave to make a time travel movie because you're inviting a lot of you know questioning to your writing and your narrative and um, pre- I think Predestination does a pretty good job with the time travel cliches and ideas and themes, um, I understand it's adapted from a short short story from like a classic science fiction uh, writer who whose name escapes me. Uh, yeah, was it? It's called, <laughs> called All You Zombies. All You Zombies. Yeah, and I didn't know that All when I zombies. first watched it. I just I just found that out watching it this time. So it's pretty pretty interesting. Yeah, I've, I've mm. never read the original book. But yeah, it, it was a really interesting film, and I am in, I am interested in t- as to why you wanted to talk about it because it's um it is probably one of the more noteworthy time travel things that I've seen, but it's also very bizarre in a lot of places. And <laughs> I'm curious as to what what about it that you love so much, and I I from just from looking at your letterbox, like I've seen that you're quite a fan of these directors and. I don't think a lot of people are really on board with them as much as you are. So yeah. I'm curious as to yep. why why you love them so much and like what it is about this film that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I, putting it lightly, I don't really know why I love it so much. There's a lot of separate elements. I think the main thing is that I, I just love, I, I think I'm kind of like you in the fact that I'm a sucker for sci-fi, it's good sci-fis, and I, I absolutely mm. love time travel when it's done well because there's a mm-hmm. abundance of bad time travel movies and stories out there um definitely and yeah this is definitely one that i i i, I don't know i really loved and it all comes together re- really well in the end yeah it's just one of the best of its kind really it is definitely one of the more noteworthy ones that i've seen i will yeah i'm not really a massive time travel fan because i just mm. think you just you know, there's. I think there's only two ways to do time travel, right, in film or in any narrative. Where there's one way where it's so meticulous and you thought about every detail and it all makes sense and it all and you've considered like all that timey wimey bullshit, like paradoxes and all this kind of interesting mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Which, as a writer, I don't know how you even get your head around it in the first place. Like it amazes me how someone can tell a simple story that's just A to B. And then when you go, there's loop, there's loopholes and all this, like it, uh, it, it, it makes my brain hurt just trying to think about how you would even conceive it. So and you can I, either go to super like well thought out route, or you can go the Austin Powers route where they go, fuck it, don't think about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, and and yeah, and I think there is, I think there is problems with it on on that kind of level. It does, it does a time travel trope which. We'll talk about when we get into full spoilers, but it has a time travel trope that I really dislike. Um, yeah. 
which I can't mm. talk about, but it relates to bloodlines, let's say. I it I don't like it because it just makes no sense. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And in this, it really doesn't make sense. And I think I might know what you're kind of going to. And I, I, I admit, I think watching it for the second time, I did. I was a lot more aware of a few things like that. And there, were, well, there was a few things that I picked up on this time and I was like, oh, I don't really like it as much doesn't make as it's not as perfect a beast as i initially thought it was so yeah it's no but i could i could see that it, um if you had gone into it and you're not really familiar with this genre as well yeah like it would really blow your mind but i think um like recently i watched a show on netflix called dark i don't know if you've seen it i need um, to i've heard really good things it's really cool it's this german uh sci-fi and also kind of like a procedural crime drama um and there's a time travel element to that and it does a lot of similar things. So I think because I've already had like this flavour recently, like it just wasn't wowing me as much necessarily. And there are some kind of like structural things that I like I, I'm not I'm not too sure of. But it was really cool. Like I did like it overall. Basto. Adam, you're very quiet. What what did you think of it? <laughs> <laughs> it was it I, I did watch it, honestly, when I was kind of half asleep, which w- was the stupidest thing to do. Because I knew I was going into it knowing it was going to be quite confusing. It was going to be a time travel movie. And then unless it's Hot Tub Time Machine, you shouldn't really watch <laughs> time travel movies before you go to bed. Um, so it was an interesting one for me. Yeah. Obviously, I don't want to get into full spoilers yet. Um, but I thought the twist was like, I didn't really piece it together before the end. So it was quite satisfying. But obviously, the thing that kind of captured me most was like, how surprisingly good it looked. I know a lot of kind of like sci-fi movies fall into this kind of like TV realm of like just shooting coverage for coverage and not really thinking about how it looks um, or how like the cutaways and close-ups make you feel. And this film was like really nicely like lit and considered when it was being shot like bits where they you'd see like time travel and it you'd see like the aftermath of after they've gone like you never really see that you often just follow a lot of the characters and whatever but you actually see like how the areas are affected beforehand and you, you get a real feeling that things are left behind and i think it sounds extremely vague what i'm saying but it was surprisingly gorgeous a lot of like the um close-ups and stuff was were really pretty yeah i, I mean it, again you know i was kind of half asleep when i was watching <laughs> it which is terrible um but it was good it, it surprised me to be fair i liked all the performances there were some that were a bit questionable but i think it was just because of perhaps like you picked up on like some of the directing i guess um at certain bits it kind of the nature of it in in the way that it was the story was being told uh, i think it's quite hard to latch on to how a character feels when there's a lot that's going on in the story um that comes through a little bit at certain points but you know it's a lot of these kind of sci-fi movies set themselves up for a hard challenge and it was nice to kind of watch one that it felt like it had a lot of heart into into its portrayal i suppose i can see why you liked it so much but yeah um i I think my my visual eye was was quite surprised and i don't know why i had like a feeling that it wasn't going to be shot well or whatever but i think you um unless it's something like blade runner you'd never really necessarily think sci-fi films look that amazing and it's a shame really because you know it's a sci-fi movie sci-fi movies should look absolutely stunning and yeah. stylistic but um yeah a lot of the yeah it reminded me quite a bit of um source code you've ever seen that with yeah Empire, duncan jones it's kind of got that vibe of it where it's bit more having that kind of like action uh aesthetics to it and then it really surprised me that the film is main the, pretty much the majority of the film is them having a conversation it's um, like half of it eh or even yeah it's pretty crazy it's a good it's a good chunk of it and a good chunk of it is flashbacks to um is it john john's past mm. yeah and the 60s stuff right yeah it, you know with the 50s stuff and all that um we, we can go full spoilers now but i, I wanted <laughs> okay, to put up the spoiler the spoiler veil because <laughs> because this is one of those ones where I feel like if we ruin it for you it's really going to take away from the film absolutely yeah, I mean definitely. I I went blind when I I went on blind when I first watched this and I think that's probably why I loved it so much it just I just knew it was a sci-fi flick sat down and it kind of blew my mind a little um, and I, I loved because I, when I watched it again I watched it with my wife who knew nothing about it and she, her, she was going crazy the whole time with all the twists and 
how everything played out. <laughs> I was, did you guys kind of go on with the same thing? I know, I know that Alex, you knew it was. I kind of did the same, but I was like double chinned in my bed, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. <laughs> I knew it was time travel related because I heard it um, brought up on a podcast. I didn't know anything about the story though. But I will. I don't. Uh, maybe it's just because. And look, I like. I say this all the time about some films, and I feel like an asshole because it's not. I'm not. I'm not a smart person. I am a dumbass. I am a very stupid man. Um, but Excellent. I did some of its reveals. I did like, well, I mean, I, it's just, I, I don't know. I think a problem with the film is that it's very obvious at times. Yeah. Um, sure. There's a point where a song is playing on the jukebox and I yeah. was like, right. <laughs> yeah. Or well, there's a joke he um, says in the bar as well. Um, what comes first, the yeah. chicken or the egg or just small things like that, that, yeah, and it's very. Yeah, there's a lot of. Yeah. It's very wink, wink, nod, nod a lot of times, and I feel like it was really signaling to me. And and I don't know, like I don't know, if, maybe even it's little things because obviously, um, the character of John is meant to be like transsexual, and like they, pl- I don't know, like in the context of the narrative, it's played as like a reveal. Like he does, like obviously, you look back on it, and even Hawk's character, the barkeeper, is acting as if he doesn't know but of course we know later on in the film that he actually does know a lot about yeah. that, those circumstances and he's like oh I didn't I thought you were a man and it's like well <laughs> I mean you know as far as like mm-hmm. <laughs> as far as makeup goes in a movie like I'm yeah, not yeah. You, 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 you can kind of tell yeah. um, but and I don't know if even just like things like that are meant, to, are meant to seriously be like actual reveals. Like you're meant to be like, oh my God, I didn't even notice. Like, I, I don't know. I just remember thinking like, why is this actress in weird like old man makeup? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I completely get what you're talking about. I mean, my um my wife, as soon as uh, John came in, she was like, why does, why does he have a really high voice? Is he like putting on a voice or doing something? Mm-hmm. And I managed to like just play it out and kind of trick her that they it was just normal guy, John. Um, but you, you're so right. And I guess some of the twists this time round, because it's heaps in quick succession. Mm. I think that is a strength of it, is that, that it's yeah. like bang, 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 like constantly like f- throwing you through a curve. So I think as 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 long as one or two, I, I'm, I'm, I think it's pretty cool that some of them might be a little bit obvious, but some of them do, Absolutely. do in fact get you. Yeah. There were some that generally did, did get me, but it was, it was just things like how when we see in like the flashbacks and we learn about when uh john was jane and she met mm. some guy and we never see his face um, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, I, I think i know where this is going um but then the reveal of that ethan hawk is is him was always yeah. him uh that I, that surprised me completely um, what, especially with the, the twist, twist of that because he, he had a face transplant yeah i remember thinking when they say it like well that makes no sense because he doesn't look anything like like him and then you remember that this the film opens with face smelty and face transplant and oh okay i thought that stuff was very clever um it's part of the i mean the whole film is is about this idea of you know it's in it says it on the tin predestination this idea of you you're go you you starting the thing mm. made it happen in the first place the, yeah. you know the snake eating itself they bring that up all the time and what came first chicken or the egg and all these kind of time loop paradoxes and uh and i kind of do like that on a narrative level that it's so self-contained that even the main character or the, all the main characters are the same character we just don't necessarily realize that from the beginning mm, um yeah. and i think that's a really clever way of approaching that idea of um of of the loop you know mm. it's kind of mad that i can imagine that on paper is a very difficult thing to, to kind of execute i mean trying to di- you know imagine trying to direct that in in understanding that all these characters have to be like the same person and it's like yeah well kind of maintaining your own perception of how one character changes throughout a film when you're shooting all over the place imagine that yeah (laughs) with all of them um like like credit goes to uh to the actors there because that's absolute madness and it makes me yeah and it makes me curious as to how like did Ethan Hawke and Sarah Snook like were they do you reckon they were like talking about like how like maybe little because I didn't really pick up any different like similarities in their character but then I was thinking about things like his costuming in um in the opening and how the characters dress as in this kind of like classic um 
what like if, like what someone from the 50s would think of as like a secret agent with like the the hat and the trench coat and yeah. I, but I remember seeing it the first time around and being like that's a really weird choice that like they they dress up as like you know old school secret agents but with the context of where well, this is a character from the 60s that makes a lot of sense and I thought that like there were nice little details like that but I'm curious as to whether the actors were really engaging with each other and say and like considering how they were at different points in their lives and although there was a lot of obvious things like I think that it is a bit too on the nose sometimes but there were little lines like when after he has the facial transplant and he goes my own mother wouldn't even recognize me and that's a very I thought that was really clever because obviously at that point that character knows I'm about to meet my mother which it which which also when I was talking about bloodlines not making sense I, I really hate when um when time travel stuff is like you are your own you yeah. are your own dad because like, what it's a famous not how it grandfather. Works. yeah yeah i know it doesn't make sense but um <laughs> it just doesn't it, make it's sense. the grandfather paradox is that what it's called I, I don't know well, much grand, about time travel, but yeah the grandfather paradox is if if you went back in time and killed your granddad you, it would be impossible you because you wouldn't have been born. Therefore, you wouldn't have gone back in time to kill your granddad. Yeah. And yeah. then you wouldn't have mm. ceased to exist. But this is loop. like the other way around where it's like, no, you... <laughs> you Sleep with yourself. Have you slept yourself. with yourself. <laughs> and then you birthed yourself. And then you stole yourself to put you back into s- square one. Yeah. And like... It's the impossible paradox. I think what... I think what it would have made it too bloated, but you know what I would have liked is if um, if it was like some cosmic coincidence where mm. they aren't literally the same people each time. Like if we saw like another loop uh, and they looked different, but it was like mm. the same thing happening again. Like that I would have been okay with. But, but the idea of, no, it's literally the, the same person yeah, yeah. genetically each time and they're always intersex. I just, it's it's a bit too much and I know it's silly for time travel because obviously time travel is inherently impossible <laughs> yeah. I mean who but, knows if, if you if you slip with yourself would you not give birth to yourself has it been done I'm no, almost certain it's... that's not how it works <laughs> really no, <laughs> no, I'm yeah. almost certain <laughs> you're, you're yeah, very you right made up yeah. that rule yeah I mean it's that's the problem with time sorry go on no you go you go no I, I was just saying you know that's the trouble with you know, with time travel uh, related themes is that you either go off pre-existing ideas or you create your own. And the problem with that is that if you create your own, you then have to like build it and stick to it. And people still have a preconception anyway from other pieces of how time travel works. So they've got to adapt to yours and then also just let go of what they already know. So if they're like, the grandfather paradox exists, but it isn't really the same in this film. Yeah. For any audience, that's so frustrating. So for the majority of films... You have to explain it on some level. You have to introduce the concept in some way, which is hard because people who are really into the genre and time travel stuff in particular will be familiar with it. it. Um, <laughs> but general audiences yeah. aren't going to be as clued up. And I, I and I do wonder if maybe, and again, like it sounds like I'm blowing my own trumpet, but I'm absolutely not. I am, again, I am an, I am an idiot. I'm a stupid person. But I wonder if it's just because I've seen enough time travel stuff like that it doesn't really yeah. mess with my head. Because I felt the same way when we watched Tenet recently. Well, recently, it was, yeah, it was, was a while ago that. now. And I, I think like, obviously the, the specific details of, because in Tenet it's not time travel necessarily, but it's inversion. It's like you go backwards in time. And that as a concept is hard to kind of get your head around because it's kind of new and a fresh take. But I felt comfortable with it. Like I feel like I could like figure it out like it wasn't really confusing me like maybe you know the specifics of when people are going backwards and when people are going forwards would would mm-hmm. be an issue but in general i could like digest it and i just wonder if maybe it's a bit of an exposure thing where if you if you if you don't know any time travel stuff if maybe all you've done is watch back to the future and it's as far as you yeah. <laughs> that's as deep as Doctor it's gone who. yeah <laughs> you know and again things like tenets stick to their own rules so although like with the whole inversion thing that was brand new but it stuck to its own rules and it but it fell into the hole at the same time in having to stick for it, it to its own rules it had to explain them so you got a lot of really wordy scenes yeah and you got a lot of stuff that you'd see and just really not understand or people who like these kind of movies would look at and go i think that's fucking stupid like for example mm. having to create up your own physics like obviously because it's inverted when you don't breathe in you you breathe out um and like fire and explosions are reversed <laughs> so when an explosion goes off it everything goes cold because it's the opposite 
and it's like what the fuck right and then you're too busy thinking about all the other things that that applies to to focus on what's actually going on so in merit to this film you know it 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 is very well self-contained and never tries too hard to to push an agenda or new ideas forward um which is nice you know it it allows you to figure it out without too many things new on the plate absolutely yeah, so yeah. It's, and it's, it's a nice familiarity it's very interesting because you guys are absolutely right it's the world we're living in like time travel is this completely kind of fake <laughs> thing but it's we've got so many rules for it or like everyone kind of knows in their head oh this is how time travel works because we've seen so many movies and it's become such a sci-fi element that you always will pick up things or know when something doesn't make sense and I kind of like it how this movie, as you're saying, it's just very contained and it doesn't, I guess while it's showing you how loops like this could happen, it doesn't go out of its way to have many very wordy scenes about this is this is the rules, this is what happens. I think the only thing, is the only thing it says in, about time travel itself is that you can't time travel too many times. I think that was the... Breaks the rules and stuff. Like, I think yeah. it said like you, can only, and like you can only go 50 years from the invention yeah, of time travel. Yeah, that's it. Yep. And I've, that's a really simple rule, but I... That's actually like a really interesting rule. That's like a that's like a, like that's a twist that I've never heard of. Of like, yeah, no, you, there's years. only there's only a it's window there's only a window that you can go back through and and this and it's it's quite simple but it's effective. Like the idea of if you go if you start to do like like past twenty years, then it starts to really like take effect on you and um, oh, and that's a good that's a good plant for you know the kind of final twist of the film. Yeah. Absolutely. I remember. Sorry, you've just triggered something in my brain. There was like a a thing I watched on telly years ago about um, uh, it was Professor Brian Cox, and he was talking about some. I think he was doing. He was on like a Doctor Who thingy. I can't remember what he was doing, but he was talking about someone asked a question about is can time travel exist? And he explained this theory about how it can, in which it can exist because the idea is that you'd have to create like a, a wormhole, right? Because it's like the only thing that can for some reason like or whatever like the, the theory is is that you can somehow time is different it, it travels differently so if you can travel through a wormhole you can end up in a different place in a, in a perceptively short amount of time but you'd have to create the wormhole and that's the only place you could go back to what's the thing they do on interstellar that's the only door with like the paper and it's like time travel is like you know you fold it you fold the yeah, paper and then yeah, you yeah, fold the it. paper which You'd have, you can only I create. don't know if that actually makes sense. But. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. It's like digging a tunnel, but the tunnel only leads back to where you dug it from originally, essentially, is what he was explaining. Sure. Um, so you look at stuff like this and it's both nice and also a bit frustrating that it's not, it's, it's inventive, but it's also not grounded, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But then again, that's the problem. You know, everyone's like got a different perception on what, they like and what they're comfortable with with concepts like this so you're never you're setting yourself up for failure as, as it begins but i guess you just got to stick loyal and uh yeah. to your idea and um if people don't buy it from the from the beginning then you've kind of yeah you, what can you do, <laughs> yeah, can you do exactly. and that's what and that's what i did appreciate about this film is that like it is fairly simple they don't like said like said jay like it they they don't go super expository with it they don't over explain it yeah it's mm. just he has a briefcase it can time travel you go 50 years forward 50 years back no more no less done <laughs> also you can be your own mum and dad but <laughs> yeah we won't tell you that it's just yeah qx files music yeah and like it's exactly. interesting really <laughs> it's interesting that like obviously like nolan would come up because his stuff is very yeah. timey-wimey as well um but i think like why time travel plays so well with cinema um, and I, obviously, like many people have spoken about this, but it's this idea of how cinema itself is this act of time travel, right? Like you watch a film, yeah, and you're you're scrubbing through time, and you're and you can you know, and you, and part of like what what I think Tenet is up to is the idea like you can rewind a film and you can go back and all this stuff. So I think <laughs> time travel itself is inherently interesting for film in terms of narrative, like it's this is probably one of the most literalized mm. versions of the hero's journey I've ever seen in a film. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. the whole, the whole point of the hero's journey is like, they start back where they begin and they go on this whole cycle. Um, I, I do kind of, li- I do kind of like that about it. It is a literalized version of that. Like, and there is something morbidly interesting about the idea of you, you, there's a problem that you're trying to stop and you trying to stop it. 
makes it happen. And I think yeah. <laughs> it, it's playing it with those ideas of free will and fate and destiny and all this stuff that we're, as humans, we're always constantly... Exactly, we're always constantly grappling with and trying to figure out. Um, you know, and, and it, it, it does kind of work on that level. It is also a kind of silly time travel movie where yeah, Ethan Hawke's exactly. his own mum and dad. Um, <laughs> but it's not, not up to those things, you know? And I think people kind of give it... I've seen some reviews of this film and like I think people kind of give it a bad rap because like it is a little... Maybe a little too obvious or it kind of loses sight a bit and half the film is a flashback <laughs> you know yeah but like, it's very very interesting stru- interestingly structured because half of it is the flashback some of it plays out like a two-person play it's very it's very interesting it's, it's yeah it's definitely unique <laughs> mm. exactly it's very it's very unique like it's it is one of the more standout time travel things i've seen you know and the idea of the loop and the idea of and like i think part of its failing is that because it's so obvious that because i think inherently like i said with time travel works well with cinema because with a film you can watch it in it for that amount of times and you can pick out new details and stuff and i'm not so sure with this if like if i watched it again i'd like notice something new because it felt a bit too on the nose for me but uh for some people it probably definitely has that quality though it definitely will have that thing of you you'll notice this and you'll notice that detail and that will make sense suddenly and like oh it all starts to click into place if it like didn't fit in before and that's a really interesting thing about time travel and in narrative this idea of is a completely different film when you watch it the second time which i guess it would be in, in a way like knowing knowing what you know going into it um yeah it would completely change it and your your because your framing of the whole story is completely different as to when you started i guess watching it the second time you're you're right i did I guess there were things that I did pick up on, like the the jukebox song playing on my own grandfather and a few of the jokes and a few of the little nods and character interactions. Um, I did pick up on it, did connect it, and it was like, oh, that's cool. They were foreshadowing this. But there were things like, I I know, I, I really didn't like the start of this film going back to it. I mean, I, I really love the story. I really love how it, the ending's really strong for me. Um, but the starting, I don't like how it starts with, uh, with uh, him going up against the fizzle bomber. Um, his face getting melted, um, he's getting reconstructed to be someone else. Um, and then it, I, I almost feel like it should have started at the bar. We just see these two people meeting and it's a bit more of a, a mystery. Yeah, um, I think so. It feels out of place. Yeah, and it just opening. makes it, it feels like it's, it feels like we kind of need to piece, it feels like they, they're thinking we're a little bit dumb when it comes to time like, travel. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I can't exactly care about this character if I don't know about him. Like, get punched all you want. I have no idea Absolutely. And that was the first thing. That was the first thing where... Because it opens with the bomb explosion and then he has the he has the face construction surgery. But then it cut, it jumps to when he's at the bar and it's, like, kind of implied that... Well, I guess it is technically, but it's implied that it's, like, immediately after and it's not really. And, like, that was one of those first things where I'm, like, you're playing with me and I can just tell through the way you've edited it. Like, it's not very slick in the editing there. If it had just opened in the bar and you had this whole interest... Like, imagine if it you opened and you had this whole interesting conversation with the character and you learn about her past and there's you these implications no happening yeah and then I you find and then cool. you and then he goes i'm time traveler blah, 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 blah. like maybe that would be a more linear film mm. i just think it would play a bit better especially when like like we said a third of the film is them talking in the bar and the flashbacks and stuff and it's like not really what Establish i thought we signed first. up for here <laughs> you know <laughs> i kind of like as an audience member when you watch like a some form of a time travel movie that you uh you can uh, because you know the rules so solidly you can figure you can find out the answers yeah um and you know like the consequences of stuff like that you know because you, you when when you have all the puzzle pieces but you don't know how they fit together that's what for me what makes a fun experience um i think of instantly uh, a movie that alex introduced me to not too long ago because uh, i thought i'd saw always movies but i didn't uh, but memento yeah good movie um and that movie is is genius in the sense that it gives you all these kind of because it is a bit weird not it's not a time travel movie but it's like it's got really weird kind of themes that i won't go into it because i'm sure we'll talk about it at some point um however it deal it gives you all the puzzle pieces uh, but it's so like odd that you really struggle to put it together and then when you finish it you're like oh shit that makes so much sense but you still know rules yeah you know there's a lot of dialogue in it but it's very cryptic 
and you start to try and think of like what the metaphors mean and how that ties into like so that's cool you think of something like fucking oh here i go um early doctor who <laughs> where like uh it's just a good example of it because it includes time travel De- i definitely just don't want to talk about i'm a i'm a secret doctor who uh, fan too adam so <laughs> But like early <laughs> tenant Doctor Who and that, like you'd have something. Don't shake your head at me, Alex. What was this podcast um, come to? You'd have... <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I'll be quick on it. It's a quick point, but it's um, it is relevant. All that early stuff was that that there's a lot of like pain in the story of the characters where they haven't, they don't know what time travel is, and they go on this journey with him, and then they realise the consequences in which there are certain rules you can't break, and they're always solid. They're never broken, um, and to to an extent. But, like, when characters go through pain, for example, you know, I know Alex is like, eh, it's a good show. <laughs> but, like, it's, it's a good example because it's, it's, like, basic. It's, like, yeah. you know that these characters can't break these rules, and when, but when you do, there's consequences. Yeah. yeah, You know, so that's why they don't because the consequences are so bad. It's surprising how simple those elements are to making a good story. And I think that this film particularly does an interesting job at trying to adhere to them whilst making its own thing. But I like its unique approach because I haven't seen a time travel for a movie like this before. Yeah. In the way that it was jumping and and the rules it made, like, you know, were interesting. Like they had like laws of time as well, but theirs was, you know, you, the whole 50 years things, or whatever, you know, they had their own rules. Um, so it was a mix and match of, yeah, I don't think it exactly got it right, but as an audience, it was, it was fun enough and not frustrating at all. It was just like, uh, you know, let's just go along with this ride and see where it ends up. Yeah. It does a, it does a, it does a world building thing that I really like where, um, you see a glimpse of like a wider thing, but we don't learn anything more about it. Like there's this whole time secret agent organization that is just temporal agency (laughs) or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we don't, we really learn absolutely nothing about it. I love that. Mm. I, I love when they go, this is a thing that is just in the world deal yeah. with it <laughs> like that's yeah. that's a really simple way have of to explain everything exactly and that's a really simple way of keeping you engaged in a really subtle way because if you're not so interested in the central story maybe you can sink your teeth into like well what is this agency and what are they doing and and i guess that kind of links to the whole the fizzle bomber part of the plot um yeah. and how oh there's all these historical events and like oh you know and, and it, that stuff like that is just fun i, I really enjoy when you have these unanswered questions that you go, oh, you know, just this little things you think of. They did it in like, um, I think a good example is in like uh, in Force Awakens where we meet up with Han Solo again and he's just talking about like old 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 shit he was doing and like yeah. we, nev- we never learn anything else about it. It's just a little anecdote. Makes it feel a lot bigger than it is. Exactly. It's just a little piece. It's a little detail of a wider world that you have no idea about. Mm. Um, love it and that works fantastically yeah I really loved it as well because I guess for that whole I guess time travel agency temporal stuff side of things we only really meet one we see a few characters but we only really meet was it Noah Taylor's Mr. Robinson or and I, I really like that as well how we just kind of have this we know it's a big place we know it's a big agency with all these people but we just have this kind of we're just seeing a very very small part of it and just I guess following one person throughout the whole thing so yeah i liked it i, I kind of like as well how like with time travel movies it's kind of nice when you get to a, a movie where it's like they find out a different reason for time travel existing um like the whole like terrorism thing isn't new but the fact that they were chasing after this bomber um and and, and time and stuff like cool you know i'm on board with that it's something new it's not just a baddie's got a hold of a time machine or whatever and we've got to go back and kill him and all of this um, which is kind of you know it's a little bit that. Uh, it is a little bit <laughs> yeah, like yeah, little. but um, what my point is is that it's kind of like interesting enough to be somewhat of its own thing it's yeah. not like straight up like you know it's it's enough for me you totally. know like, I'm not asking for much I just want something f- that feels fresh and it certainly did it also knows that's not the interesting part of the film so like yeah that's put on the back burner you're completely right yeah it's not really yeah like it knows that's not really the engaging part of the story like we can probably like like even the fizzle bomber's identity that it being him even further like wasn't really a shock to me but like they i think they know on some level that like you you know you know what this is especially when it becomes so apparent how cyclical the narrative is like okay 
Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Because what was it? makes it more annoying? Sorry, mate, go on. I, I, I was just thinking, like, what... The Fizzle Bomber, he's the Fizzle Bomber's the last piece of the puzzle, puzzle that we figure out in the movie, right? It's that John is Jane, yeah. that the barkeep stole the baby, that John and Jane are the baby, that John and Jane are the barkeep, that the barkeep is the Fizzle Bomber? Is it? Literally, literally every uh, character is... Literally every character is the same following character. one character, yeah. It was getting to the point where I was like, is Noah Taylor him as well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're completely right. Like, I think by the end, I think the one kind of twist that I, it's not really... It doesn't really think that's going to be a twist to the audience is that he is the Fizzle Bomber. Because by the whole... The whole thing uh, before all of that, the whole the whole character play with John and Jane and the bartender, that's the heart of the story. I feel, and it kind of just puts this bit at the end. This is the this is the tale, and it's kind of the nice wrap up piece that it is one. It's predestination. You kind of him choosing to kill himself in the end is going to start the loop back over, and it just yeah, I really like it. And that, and that is an interesting piece. That is an interesting part of it where because he says because it's interesting how he he says to him. The fizzle bomber says to says to him like, "If you kill me, that's how it starts." Yeah. Um and you you always do it. It's never been different. But I'm but he, I like that he said to him like, "If you want out, don't kill me," and that was like an interesting um in terms of like stakes uh, that worked for me. The idea of like the only way you can stop him is by not doing it. But of course you're gonna do it because it's already happened and yeah, oh, it's yeah. timey wimey. But um. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, you could you could argue it's maybe a bit underdeveloped. I did also. <laughs> I love how crazy Ethan Hawke is in that part as well. Like I like the yeah, idea. Yeah, it's good. Ethan's on the voice and the mannerisms, and it's yeah. Like he's just completely lost his mind. Like I guess just in the interim, he's just completely lost it, <laughs> and he's like, if I destroy buildings, it saves people <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. Like, yeah. but like you know, I think the film, like I said, it is. We talked about it before with Drive and stuff like self-awareness mm. you know it's a it's a it's a fine line to walk for, for me sometimes and i think this film just does it all right it teeters yeah. every now and again but for the most part i'm like stuff like something like the fizzle bomber not being really that important ultimately doesn't really matter because the film is self-aware enough to know that it doesn't matter it's not yeah or that yeah, it's yeah. not the most interesting part of the narrative or whatever it might be actually an argument to why they included all of the action stuff at the beginning yeah to get it out of the way you're right you know so it's like hey look let's get this look this is not what the movie's about let's get the fuck this out the fucking way establish that and then get onto the nitty-gritty so i guess from that point it makes sense but it did also you have to think about these things in terms of it being general like yeah i don't think that's enough of a reason to do that you know because not everyone's going to clock on to that so i think establish it pretty solidly first don't confuse the fact and don't give the audience no reason to care on the first thing that you watch <laughs> yeah yeah you know i don't care whose face gets burnt off here because i don't know anyone um so i think it, you, you you're, yeah. i think you're onto something because i think it was marketed as more of a like sci-fi thriller more actiony like the posters and the yeah. trailers i think it definitely leans into Ten that mate yeah um, where it, it's more of a character piece. I mean, the heart of it is mm. Sarah, Sarah Snook's acting um, and Ethan Hawke's acting beside her. I think oh, it's I really, it. it's phenomenal. Yeah, she does an amazing yeah. job. Yeah, mm. and I wanted to bring that up as well, that like, I actually think the Jane story is quite compelling, like learning her yeah. backstory mm. and what happens to her. Like, it's such an interesting totally. role. And like, you know, there's a bit more of a, com- there's a whole conversation we could have about like having a, essentially a transgender character and a thing and yeah and you know like that that's a whole conversation we could go into and but i i haven't you know i i don't want to have any stake in the game but i i do think maybe where the film lets itself down a bit is like because it is marketed as like an even hawk movie but it's not really yeah. his movie it's it's no. her movie really and like mm. i think maybe that's part of the misguided nature of it in a, in a sense like maybe if we had just followed her character from the beginning because feel like, I feel like she's more central to it and it would be more tragic if because obviously when we find out that she's him she's the bartender and she went on the mission and blah 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 blah, blah. like yeah. maybe it'd be more tragic if we had been going through it from her perspective you know what I mean and like we knew that she had this tragic event happen to her and all this stuff and uh, but I don't know yeah and and again this come back to be tiny me and bring it back to the start i don't like 
I, I, I feel I feel like I can't really criticize it because I don't know how as a writer when you can when your stories about time travel and you can hypothetically start at any point how, how do you decide how to yeah, organize it yeah. like it's crazy because you because when you start because if you do it for the benefit of one thing you sacrifice something else <laughs> and like it's why time yeah. travel stuff is just so head scratching and difficult from a creative perspective because it's like i don't even know mm. how you rearrange it or is it the marketing or is it a writing thing or or is it like what like there's so many pieces you have to consider when you you know when you're when you make your narrative so fluid and uh and, and i think this is trying to be more kind of like i said it's not really an action film like they get it out of they get get rid of it and it's trying to be cerebral and like a kind of a character study and a drama thing and yeah the, the you know it, we're in the easy chair, right? Like, this is the thing with, yeah. that I would always say yeah. about this, <laughs> yeah, us on this show is, like, it's easy for us to go, to point, to go, ah, uh, you didn't fool me, or oh, I would have done this. Yeah. But, like, if I was there in the writer's room, I'm sure I would be, like, I have no idea where to even begin with this. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And that's, yeah. I think that's why, you, why I keep coming back to it. It's just very, even though there are little bits here and there that are a bit too on the nose, it is very well constructed. You're right. They're, they're probably a lot of the times they decided to take us into and the points in the movie where it switches to different yeah. time periods it is very compelling. It, it's it, compelling. Yeah, very, very well done. I, I have to admit something, guys. Um, I I shed a tear. I, I started, I started like, I started crying during this film and I didn't expect to. Um, no, I, I, I don't know what's been happening to me, but it's been recently, last, like recently year or two, it's just <laughs> been certain things in films get me. And I didn't expect, like, it's not a very... It's not a film you'd look at and think it would make you cry, but just when um, Sarah Snook, when Jane, I guess, found out that she was going to be John, um, I just, I, I, it's just a very good performance, and there's a lot of emotion. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I, I don't know. It wasn't, I wasn't like boiling my eyes up for the whole film. But no, it was I just agree. Performances well sway done. that kind of thing really strongly, though. Yeah. Like, it, the scene could not be like, you could be not engaged at all, but you see an actor cry like in a realistic way, and it's like, Oh Jesus! Yeah, I mean, I yeah. must have been half asleep at that point because, <laughs> again, I fucking cry everything. Yeah. Um. So, it's, it, yeah. Um. It didn't strike me as something that was that emotional, but again, I, no, I am glad you. Because I was. I'm glad you brought it up actually because, again, like, I think I like Sarah Snook so much more, like her yeah. character, and, yep. and that was one of those scenes because it's also just like because again, it is essentially a it's essentially a transsexual transgender character and you know again maybe like nowadays we would maybe consider we should we should cast someone who is transsexual or whatever in in that kind of role and maybe there's questions Mm. about like it's the um jared leto in dallas buyers club thing where it's like great performance but maybe like someone who actually understands that character should have played the role um but I think she is really great in it, and mm. that that she she plays the whole um, the whole bit like kind of the bitterness of the character really well. Like this like this sense of like you had something stolen from you for no reason, and um, because of your gender and all this kind of stuff. And I and, I, and she does really sell that. Um, yeah, and yeah, and that is like a really it. powerful moment actually. Like when you when you kind of realize what's going on, and. Yeah, like she plays it so well, and and I mean, and even Hawk is like pretty good in this too. To be fair, like I don't think he's he's doing that bad of a job. To be fair, and and like looking at looking at it retrospectively, I I got that sense of he's he's do, his character is doing a performance, and like you know the way yeah, he's so like over true. the top in the bar, and he's like clicking and pointing and you know all this stuff and it's like but he's like you think about it in terms of the story like he's the character is doing a role like the character is pretending to be this person and he has to sell it because he doesn't want to make he doesn't want to make john suspicious and like stuff like that is really interesting and like that's um it must be really fun for like a for an actor to like have these roles that are surprisingly deep and complex and there's a lot you can chew on in terms of their dynamic and you know the stages of where they are at in the narrative. Like I'm saying, earlier, like I, I'm, I'm so curious as to the conversations they must have had about. Well, at this point, I know obviously I know everything, but you don't know this yet. And how are we gonna convey how that for our performances? Yeah. And yeah, 
and that must be so fun as a performer to to play with and have fun with and I'd love to see the the cutting room floor of this movie like all the different ways they try to get around that and like not giving away too much information and the little hints like yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah like totally. a role like this must be so interesting to get you know yeah <laughs> like how often do you do you play a character with someone and you are the same character like that in itself is um is really interesting i would say though i don't necessarily see the overlap of them like i yeah. don't they are so different yeah i don't know if i necessarily see the overlap and i don't know if it's just literally because they don't have the same face maybe that's it <laughs> Um. (laughs) no but you're right they probably don't they probably could have uh played up a few i guess similar mannerisms or similar connections a bit more but yeah it's so important it's such an important reveal that any too much indication would exactly yeah i was gonna say if you drop too many hints people are gonna probably get more frustrated about that because is that is that probably the big twist that got both of you that bartender and john were the same i think i was like the whole thing for me was a bit of a mindfuck to be honest like <laughs> yeah. it was equal i i think it was until they played it on the jukebox and i think by yeah. by that point i think yeah. by that point you, so you, you you're already me meant to yeah. kind of have put it together but it just felt a bit like you kind of took this from me a bit yeah um yeah but what did get me was like, like we're, we're getting there mate don't do this to us <laughs> Come on. what did get me i suppose um i don't know it honestly it's if you like you you like this, go watch Dark because Dark is up to a lot of the same yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I have to, I have to. Yeah, I haven't seen that. It's really great. It's this like German like sci-fi show, um, oh, which cool. I won't say anything about because obviously because <laughs> it's time travel yeah. and, and even me <laughs> just telling you it's time travel is probably too much to know. Yeah, yeah, um, that's how it goes. But but Dark, I thought was really does it all does everything this film is doing, but so much better in, in my opinion. Look, and I think it was because okay. it's a series, it's more fleshed out. Um, it's a little goofy at times, but um, I think because I've had that, f- I watched that recently, and I've had that flavor in my mind, and I've seen and I've seen a lot of time travel stuff. I've seen like Primer and all of Chris Nolan's stuff, and yeah, all these like little time travel movies. So there's not really any angle now that like I'm that doesn't really phase me with it anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it was still it. What I always say about this film, like it, it is super watchable. And it's and again like it's why I'm so has it's why at the start of this I'm so hesitant to to talk spoilers because I, know, I do think it does just... it does strip it away from the viewing experience if you know it yeah hundred percent I was going to ask you so what is it about I haven't seen these uh, directors other films yeah um, can you tell us anything about anything about them like what is it about them that you like because I see that you've you've rated them quite highly their other stuff yeah so it's the I think it's the Spurig brothers um, I. It's, to be honest, it's kind of a mixed bag. A few of them, I, I'm trying to figure out all the ones I've seen of theirs. I saw uh, Daybreakers, which is like a vampire flick starring Ethan Hawke again. Um, they did one about like a haunted house called Winchester. And then they also did one of the more recent um, <laughs> Saw films, Jigsaw. Um, oh, to, I really? Yeah, yeah. So the 2017 or the oh. one before the most recent. But um, it's... Uh, th- I definitely like Predestination the most out of all of them. I've got a soft spot for Daybreakers as well. I just think they they do... I don't know. I, I guess what um, Adam was kind of saying at the start, that it they make it look really cool. They make it kind of look better than you expect going into each of their films. Um, it, there's a lot I felt of... like that Jigsaw, to be fair. Yeah. There's, it, it... Like, that was overly, like, good-looking in terms... Like, they really tried with the cinematography to make it look different. That's a completely different conversation, though, because I hated how um, digital it was. Yeah, like, no, I'm with you. The I'm reason why fucking film, uh, those kind of films are good for me is because of the physical kind of practical effects. Um, a lot but, of CG. You know, a I don't feel like it here, you know? Like, yeah. It felt physical. It felt like, you know, uh, there was impact in in this because um, that's often why it puts me off in, in sci-fi and, and stuff that requires a lot of CG is that you don't feel that impact. I spoke to Alex about it with, um, this is completely off topic now, but like, uh, how how the fuck do you film superheroes flying through the air and smashing into buildings? Yeah, um, like and then they just get back up again. Like you just don't feel anything. Yeah, let's not go down that tangent because I'll, I'll you know I'm like I'll, I'll, <laughs> it, it will it stop. Um, but yeah, I definitely um, you're completely you're completely right. I mean, Jigsaw and Winchester are theirs. I I don't think the stories are great. I think a lot of things they went about they're mm. not they're not. I don't love those films. Uh, I think they just they put a lot of heart into how they make it. They try to make it look really good. 
they're all they all try to be very smart about it and i think yeah i love predestination for that fact that it's just a very well very thought out very well thought balanced. out story balanced looks great uh, i think daybreakers is like that as well i'd, I'd recommend that if you like predestination yeah but i, I mean this you're, you're completely right with the whole thing that sci-fis usually don't look this good it took me by surprise how great some of the scenes look the use yeah. of color i think like if you start picking up that it's a lot yellower when they're talking at the yeah. bar and then a lot bluer when they go back to jane there's just there's a few real like, smart it, cool decisions. it seems it seems considered i don't know if it's effective um there's certainly a lot of stuff that felt it what tends to happen obviously is you have that imbalance of uh i need to put a style on this movie and yeah. i need to serve yeah. the story so it is the choice in making this room really blue actually adding anything or does it actually take you out of the story yeah um and like you know i kind of felt like a bit like that a bit at times i was yeah. like this is really fucking blue why is it so blue no i really didn't yeah. like um, was was the um because she goes to like the training and they're in like the vr goggles room yeah 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 <laughs> and like again it, I, it's one of the it, what it is is, is that i think it's too obvious because like sure in the context of that of that sequence like they're in like the 50s or 60s or like roughly right and then there's all these like really high, it's really high tech white blue technology around them yeah and obviously you're not meant to know at that point that um noah taylor's character is part of the time travel agency um but that was one of those things where it was like a massive giveaway because i'm like well they didn't have yeah. vr they didn't have vr in the 50s like i know that didn't use that to go to space <laughs> yeah yes. yeah yeah, and like I, I, I wish you, I like I wish they were a bit more low key in that moment because it's like you're, you know, you're giving it away too quickly. Like you need to reel it back a bit. Same with the music. Same with chicken and the egg. Like you know. Yeah. And I think I keep coming back to that with these directors. I think they've got a lot of cool ideas and they go about things a lot of unique ways. But to be honest, they haven't yeah. they haven't done anything perfect yet and absolutely they've they've maybe got a bit more style in some places over the substance although i think this is quite a good a good match of the two it's yeah i really hope they make something that's kind of yeah completely theirs and yeah um, i hope so as well i think a high when you put a high budget to an idea that's really is a bit of a risk maybe it's a bit the people who make it like directors they know that it's a bit complicated they you have the tendency to do these things like feel the need to put like these little hints in so like maybe the audience doesn't come out like i have no idea what that was about at all um so they'll put too much in and then it does the opposite where they're like i didn't like it because it was you spoon feeding me um but that comes with time you see that so often with like new directors and stuff that that will slowly go and they'll trust their own ability to tell the story clearly enough in 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 the way that it's written and and stuff so i hope that what they make in the future i hope they still create um films that are risky yeah um, me too because you know and 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 trust themselves because they're, they're clearly competent in 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 that ability but it's nature of the beast unfortunately yeah you have a lot of pressure um as a young creative with your crazy idea but yeah, so it's it's quite rare to, to nail, to be honest, but all things considered, somewhat quite balanced. Enough to be to be good. So should we go, should, should we talk about you know, ratings? Like, where do we sit on it now? Obviously, you've seen it for, oh God, I don't know how many times you've seen it actually, but... Um, uh, only the second, you know, only the rate second. It again? Um, only the second, well, well, great. You know, going in for the second time, how, how do you feel about it now? Yeah, I mean, I, I've said it so many times, but I just keep coming back to how well considered i guess and complete the story connects up the whole the whole fact about predestination i guess what the movie's going for it's very they managed to make it unique and it's managed to make it very clever and the i just keep coming back to the performances as well i absolutely love sarah snook i don't think i've seen her or anything else but I'm, i might need to see if i can track them down because she does a phenomenal performance ethan hawke was great and yeah, as I said, I'm a sucker for sci-fi and good time travel stories. So I don't know. I'll, I'd probably. I used to say it's one of my favorite films. I'll probably go a bit, bit more down to a four point five out of five now. But um, yeah, I still really like it. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I do agree. It is. Um, it's tight. It is tight. Um, and I think That's, it's yeah, always nice. Yeah. It's unique enough. And if you're just a fan of the genre, and especially this subgenre watch it 
because like I'm, I know I've been kind of shooting on time travel and I think it's stupid and I do I do think it's stupid I think time travel is very stupid it makes no sense yeah but it is awesome and I like the meta the meta <laughs> way you can play with time travel in terms of narrative and I do think it is up to that on some level um in terms of my enjoyment I don't think like I I, I don't think it's one that I'll ever come back to yeah um, and I, I totally get it I totally get yeah. it yeah but I think I will check out these directors' other filmography because it sounds like, and just from this, like you can tell they're clever and they've got a visual eye. Um, and you know, sometimes you just got to. You, sometimes you sometimes this happens with directors with, that you're not familiar with. You just got to kind of dig through their work, and there there will be something like there's Can't definitely something it. there. Um, I'd probably give it a three star overall, three out of five. Um, it's good. I do think it's a bit flawed, but. Like I said, if you love this stuff, then absolutely watch it because it's uh, it's definitely one of the more standout ones of this particular sub- subgenre. Mm. Yeah, I, if we're doing out of five, it was the same approach. You know, I would have given it like a maybe a, a, a six or something like that. I admired the um, the effort that went into tying these pieces together because it is fucking so difficult. You yeah. know, you set yourself up for failure. Uh, when you take on something like this in terms of narrative um, and they got past the finishing line in, in a way that that was pretty good you know like fair play to them and I, I definitely admire them as directors for, to, for taking on that challenge um, not enough people do you know like I love a good shitty time travel movie and, and, and these really out there sci-fi ideas because look it is worth to be celebrated um, but I feel like they can do they will do better. Um, you know, it's uh, these things take time. But in terms of this movie, yeah, it was it was it was interesting. It was it was fun, and I spoke about the cinematography, like it was engaging. But yeah, just a three three and a half out of five for me. Cool. All right, awesome. Well, yeah, there you go. That was predestination. Yeah, um, thanks for watching a fun little time travel romp with me, guys. <laughs> That's all right. It was, no, it was, oh, it was a pleasure, man. It was a cool one to get around to. And it was really spooky because, like, you when you we on the day you recommended it to us, I had I had just been <laughs> reading about it. So yeah, I think I maybe. went on your letterbox and I hadn't seen it before we talked, but I'd seen maybe. that morning you'd added it to your watch list or something. So yeah, that it's might a bit be of it. A... That might be. It. I was going to say maybe it's time travel shenanigans. Maybe yeah, <laughs> yeah no, maybe it is. Maybe it is a paradox here, fellas. You recommended I mean, the I film. Think- caused yeah. it in the first place <laughs> which caused this podcast to happen which caused oh man what <laughs> very awesome um, yeah thanks for coming on man um, no plug. my pleasure anytime it's great having you here it's yeah you're always welcome back it's a fun um, everyone go listen to Collectano of Everything podcast yeah uh, appreciate it it's kind of a it's kind of like a variety type show I guess we talk sometimes film TV games hobbies mysteries but yeah it's a little bit of everything a little bit of everything, little bit of everything. Says it on the says on the title. Yeah, no, it's great you podcast. <laughs> you guys, um, I'm jealous of how effortless you make it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, uh, nice casual it, listen. So go check it out. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to track it both of you on at some time. We'll have to see what what opportunities arise. That could be fun. Yeah, that day. Yeah, Absolutely. totally. Yeah, I'm done. Try to figure out the time zone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Time. Yeah, am I right? Time. time. Exactly. Confusing. Time. Very <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you like the show and you want to keep up to date with it, you can follow us at Twitter at Final Draft Show, on Instagram at Final Draft Pod, we're on Facebook. Uh, and yeah, we're on there. Keep up to date with the show. Um, also, follow the, join the Discord. There's a link somewhere on the socials, or it'd be pinned twi- tweet or something like that. Who knows? Join the Discord. Uh, if you're in the Discord as well, say hello. Send a message. Just make me. I'm in there. It's awesome. Josh, Josh's in there. It's a great time. I love. I love chatting to the guys. That's what you need. It's awesome. Make memes. Send me palettes yeah. of memes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've had a lot of those recently. We've had a lot of. Uh, I'm sorry, good, guys. Good memes. So cheers for no, that, it's guys. Great. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, love it. you know what else you guys can also do? Apple Podcasts. Awesome way to uh, do a five star rating. Put a little review there. Um, puts these guys through the ranks puts them up and makes them more findable so that's real real cool thing to do we don't have a gun to his head absolutely disclaimer help me guys also do it for do it for a collector on everything (laughs) as well Um, and if you really enjoy the show 
You go to patreon.com slash final draft. £5 a month gets you access to the writer's room. Uh, we just put an episode up recently. Ooh. I can't remember what we talked about. Uh, but those ones are a lot of fun. I really enjoy them. Um, it's, a lot more can, uh, it's a lot more kind of like um, off topic. So you're used to the double features here, guys, and you love them. Um, but we tend to go into um, just more stuff about ourselves, questions that you guys have as well. Um, there's parts of the Discord in which you can ask us Q&A style questions. Um, obviously, it's kind of a bit out there from what we do here on the main show. So if you want to get to know a little bit about us, I guess, which seems to happen, and, and us discussing all our daily shenanigans, then uh, yeah, come on over to Patreon and, and check it out. And if you don't like it, you don't have to to, 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 to pay again, I guess. <laughs> there's, there's lots of incentives. You can pay. You can just pay for a month. Get get the episodes. Yeah. Leave it for the have few a months. Bit of a taster. Do what you want. And then you get addicted. And then you can't stop. <laughs> there you go. And it's great for everyone. Very right, awesome. Anyway. Well, <laughs> thanks again, Josh. Thank you for coming on. Nah, thanks so much, yeah, guys. Thanks for coming on, man. This is super too. fun. Very awesome. <laughs> I never know how to end these anymore. <laughs> See you guys next time. Just let, just let it drift. Next. Yeah. Next time. Or we'll see you next time. Or is this the first time we're meeting? Or oh, am I no. am I my own dad? Wait, are we all the same person? Is it? Or am I you? <laughs> yeah, yeah are we all the same person. We just really like this film. Yeah, maybe. Oh, maybe. <laughs>